Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today for the transgressors memorial service, remembering those who have transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must forever be cast into the abyss of dead names. Let's join Brother Andrew remembering those who we have lost. Our first remembrance is for the Statue of Liberty. As we stand in awe of the inspiring call to integrity made by freshman Democratic Representative Maxwell Frost of Orlando, Florida. During a congressional discussion of the draconian anti-immigrant House Bill 2 this week, Frost boldly called on Republicans to be consistent and dismantle the Statue of Liberty if they're going to keep attacking immigrants, especially the ones living alternative document styles. If you keep pushing your bigoted H.R. 2 bill, then also pass this bill. I've taken the liberty of drafting it for you. It removes the Statue of Liberty, our largest symbol that tells people to come here. This is who you are, removing the fabric of America. Truly inspiring. And the more we consider this giant, corroded copper edifice, the more reasons we have to remove her. First and most obviously, we love the idea of tearing down a statue. It's kind of our thing. But consider the statue herself, modeled on Libertas, the Roman goddess of freedom. In this country that oppresses, marginalizes, and restricts, how can we allow this icon of lies to stand, proclaiming, as it were, a teal-washed version of America's true sword itself? Some unindoctrinated onlooker might just start to feel proud of this country, and we certainly don't want that, do we? After all, she was constructed to celebrate the ending of slavery in the Civil War, not immigration, as many people think. But why should Americans be allowed to believe we have transcended the racist roots of this country like we all learned about as children in Critical Race Theory Sunday School. The broken chain and shackles at her feet belong firmly affixed to her downtrodden ankles because neither blacks nor women in this nation are truly free. Besides, what image of womanhood does she even portray? A tiarid princess put up permanently on a pedestal to be admired for her physical appeal as she wears a flowing robe, reinforcing her traditional gender identity with the oppressive garb of binary cisgenderism that covers her neck to ankle like some Americanized burqa? Are women really only capable of carrying a torch and a book into battle? Unlike Lady Leading the People, the painting that inspired her, featuring a topless revolutionary heroine carrying a musket and bayonet in one hand and waving a French flag in the other, now that's a picture of the modern feminist woman. So yes, Lady Liberty must go and we give our most heartfelt thanks to Representative Frost, the first member of Gen Z elected to Congress, for finally representing our values with such dignity and clarity. Liberté, sorority, and égalité. Woe unto all who offend. Second, we applaud the U.S. Federal Highway Administration for its new 1,100-page manual released last month that includes a prohibition on digital signboards using humor in their messages to drivers. It's about time somebody did away with those weak attempts at cleverness that only serve to distract road users from the serious purpose of public safety and saving lives. In fact, some states like Arizona had gone so far to, as to have competitions every year to come up with the best messages. But as the second dictation of St. Olaf the Obscure reminds us, the greatest enemy of our cause is humor, for comedy breeds creativity and subordination, the questioning of authority, and also encourages citizens to think for themselves and not take life too seriously, all values detrimental to our dreams of benevolent dictatorship. Yes, we need people frustrated and angry, not relaxed and happy. No one attends protest rallies when they're laughing, you know. 
Besides, all comedy comes at the risk of offending someone, and since our core value is to always do everything in our power to avoid letting anyone take offense, digital highway signs must be neutered of all creativity and innovation. Just consider some examples. From Massachusetts, use Yablenka. As if mocking a Northeasterner's speech pathology is an appropriate thing in a public entity. From Ohio, visiting in-laws, slow down, get there late. As if disrespecting family is a virtue. From New Jersey, hocus pocus, drive with focus. As if Wiccans and their sacred practices are just fodder for marginalizing humor. And from Arizona, hands on the wheel, not your meal. As if the grave danger of eating and driving is just a punchline on the highway to catastrophe. No, dear Otherin, we have learned well the lesson of every authoritarian regime in history. Comedy, satire, humor, mirth, these are the true enemies of order and decency, and distracting drivers from their primary task with such whimsical slogans cannot be healthy for a population we need to be able to control at every turn. No good fascist ever embraced humor, and neither shall we. The DOT hath spoken. Funny, interesting road signs must go woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Finally, sometimes the thing is just so darned elegant, we have to sit back and admire it. That's certainly how we feel about the pioneering class being offered at Rice University in Houston, Afrochemistry 125, the study of black life matter. Yes, this first of its kind course will help students, quote, apply chemical tools and analysis to understand black life in the U.S. and implement African-American sensibilities to analyze chemistry. Understanding the complex interplay between race and covalent bonding, or how black perspectives on the injustices of the periodic table, or the ways that scientific notation and significant figures reinforce the white patriarchy are just some of the insights students will gain in this class. For centuries, African Americans have struggled under the oppression of chemistry education formed by whites, for whites, with virtually no minority perspective whatsoever. Now at last, participants will use, quote, proposals for addressing inequities in chemistry and chemical education to inform personal reflection so as to make the work of hard sciences more just and equitable. Does Avogadro's number perpetuate a racist paradigm? Can concepts like protons, atoms, and molecules be disentangled from the ugly legacy of white supremacy culture? Does balancing a chemical equation foster racial harmony or facilitate racial annihilation? If you mis mix acid rock and rob base together in a beaker, does the pH become neutral? Take the class and find out! Yes, the revelations of the physical world and its connection to racial identity await those lucky students who enroll in this trailblazing course. So for finding yet another way to make everything all about race all the time, Rice University, we salute you. Wait, Rice? Race? Coincidence? <laughs> we think not. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. As you depart today, please remember to drop off your children's trophies, ribbons, plaques, and awards in the donation bin so that other and Clara and Pat can go to the inner city this weekend to distribute them to all the impoverished children whose self-esteems never get the encouragement they need, which our middle-class white kids take for granted. This is all part of the Participation Award Justice Project, proudly redistributing social recognition from the haves to the have-nots for 14 years now. Refreshments this week are provided by Fliberta Gigabits, the virtual delicatessen specializing in healthy carbon-neutral snacks for your digital avatar. There will be no refreshments for your actual bodies, but your virtual selves can enjoy one conflict-free non-GMO organic digital vegan smoothie of your choice. It's refreshing in a way you can't even taste. And now, brethren, sisterin, and otherin, having been cleansed of these hurtful words, give each other the holy virtue signal 
and go forth and transgress no more. 627 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. A giant corroded copper edifice? Oh my <laughs> God, dude. First I have this horrible dream that some short-haired drummer takes my gig, and then I come into this. <laughs> and critical race theory Sunday school, so that's your thing now? Well, you know, we don't want to teal wash history no of, way that of history. Bla- yeah, that's great. And that black lives chemistry, that's not true. That's a real thing. No, it's, it's not. It's absolutely a real thing. It is absolutely it really, not. really, really is. I Candy's here for a day because they're celebrating the 20th anniversary of cat country. So and plus uh, I like hanging out. I just pop in some. And also because we love her so much. Uh, Jake's got traffic for us. <laughs> hey, old stupid's back. Yes. <laughs> the whole time you were bringing up the different topics, she's looking at me like, really? And I'm like, yeah, this this is oh real. Gosh, this dude, is I was all real stuff. I trying not to throw up laughing. Oh, man. That was the best one ever. Oh, you're so sweet. 